You're listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. Paul's preaching through Romans 6, 7, and 8. He's preaching about grace. You with me? And how we are under grace. We're not under the law anymore. And we, we've been set free. Paul says, I'm crucified. I'm dead to that old man. That old nature, that sin nature is dead. And I'm telling you, it's, and that's not what you hear in most of the church. But according to Scripture, it's dead. We don't have to live in that anymore. Okay, we now can live in righteousness, walk in that. And it, but the point is this, is that grace, it should almost be preached and understand to the point that's like we are under grace in Ephesians when we get there. Thank you, Jesus, we're going there. It, he talks about how grace is, is abounding and we're full of grace and, and how we can walk in that grace. And it's, and it's almost, it almost should get to the point where we ask the question that the Romans did. We ask the question, if it's all about grace and I'm set free, that means I can just sin. Right? And there's people that believe that. People that will actually believe, I'm under grace so I can just do whatever I want to do. Well, Paul said in Romans in answering that question, can you just go about sinning? And what's his answer? God forbid <laughs> in other words no you can't the fact is what he's saying is because I am holy because of the work of Christ in me because of what he's done in my life and in my heart and the Holy Spirit that lives in me because of that then my life is going to change and I'm going to walk holy I'm going to walk righteous and when I do screw up, mess up, and blow it, the Holy Spirit's going to speak to me about that, and I can repent of it and keep going. I don't have to be condemned. I'm not under condemnation anymore, but I can understand and recognize, you know what, this, this act I'm doing, this thing I'm doing, this whatever it is, it's, it's not pleasing to God, and so I don't want to do it anymore. That's those songs we were singing. That's the song singing, I Surrender All to you Lord I'm, I'm giving it up for you I, <laughs> in fact there's nothing in my life that's worth doing if it's going to offend you that's what that's saying and it says this this is the verse that came to me Romans 12 says this therefore Paul's saying based on everything I just got through saying in the first 11 chapters of Romans talking about grace and holiness and forgiveness. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, <laughs> in view of God's mercy, His grace, in view of that, to do this, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. We talked about sacrifices. We talked about what, what, what do I got to do to make room for God? Sacrifice, give up something. Offer yourselves as a living Listen, this sacrifice, not just a sacrifice, but a holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. You want to know what worship is? It's living holy. It's offering your bodies a sacrifice to God. And then he goes on to say this. 
I know I've been talking about grace, Paul says. I know I've been talking about how we're free, how God doesn't hold our sins against us anymore. I understand that's right. Trust that. But therefore, in view of this, God's mercy, live like this as a sacrifice unto God. And then verse 2, don't be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. In other words, don't, don't live the lifestyle that the world, the, the, the lost, the people without Jesus, don't live that lifestyle. Live differently. Amen? I mean, we're supposed to be different. <laughs> live differently. Live, don't, don't live under their pattern. Don't be conformed to the image. And it's, that's the picture, if you actually do some studying, it's the picture if I took my ring off, if I could even get it off my fat finger, if, if I took my ring off, you would know that I've had a ring on. My finger's been conformed to that image. That's what he's talking about here. Don't be conformed to the image of the world. But, <laughs> but, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we do this? How do we live this holy life? How do we walk righteous? How do, how do we do that? How do we make room for Him? We renew our mind. You renew your mind by doing what? This is a good place to start. <laughs> right? Renew it. Oh, great, Bob. Good job. I just poured my grape juice. I'm going to need some more. I can't take communion. I guess I can. Somebody grab me some paper towels, please. And What's that? Whoop. There we go. Y'all pause for a minute. Pause. Bob made a mess. All right. Can I have another one? I'll try not to spill this one. All right. Here we go. You ready? Don't be conformed, but be transformed. In other words, the transformation is it's literally metamorphosis. You know what metamorphosis is? Some of you, some of you intellectual scholars, what's an example of metamorphosis? <laughs> a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Or a moth. <laughs> but butterflies are what? <laughs> Butterflies are prettier. Be transformed. Be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, look what it says. Then, man, I got juice everywhere. Then, you will be able to test and approve what is God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You want to know what the will of God is? We just read it. <laughs> Amen. That's surrender. That's 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 making room for God. That's what it means to do that. We're not just singing words. And see, I think that's what's going to happen when revival hits. I think you you'll see that happening. People's lives are going to be changed. When revival comes, people quit doing stuff they used to do. Amen. It's not all about just getting a bunch of goosebumps and feeling it. I, listen, I like goosebumps as much as anybody. I love that. I, I was just at a meeting where 
on Friday, I was at a pastor's meeting, a vineyard meeting, and um, it was just, it was powerful. I'm going to share that with you. Uh, Friday evening and Saturday morning, we were about 15 of us, Central Florida, North Florida pastor, vineyard pastors were all together. The area leader, um, Hal, was there, and one of the other area guys, but our super regional guy, a guy I had never met, came in and was going to lead it. Well, I was, um, uh, what's, what's the best way to describe this? I was, I was less than excited about going. Because <laughs> I've heard many, 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 did I say many? Many <laughs> been to conferences on how to do this and how to do that and what to do and how to be a leader and how to do this and how to, you know, whatever. And I, I was like, you know, if I hear another one of those how-tos, I'm probably going to throw up somewhere. So <laughs> I wasn't real excited about going, but I went because I felt like I was supposed to go. And uh, the good news is, is it was awesome. Um, Friday night was was just, I mean, we really had a move of the Spirit. I mean, we got together and worshiped, and it just kind of turned into a big ministry time. And we went around the room and just prayed for each pastor who was there. And we were given different words. And and you know, I, I had several words for different guys. The Lord just really was stirring that back up in me. And so I was able to give some different specific words to different guys. And they prayed for me, and God gave me some words. And it was it was just it was just powerful. I mean, it was it was awesome to see uh, our 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 value and our priority is still Holy Spirit. What are you doing? That's who we are. Okay, and that's what we want to do. That's what we want to. What are you doing? Or what are you saying? How are you? What are you wanting us to do? And that doesn't mean you don't have structure. It's okay. there's place for structure. Okay, you are supposed to do things decently in order, but you don't structure the Holy Spirit out. And unfortunately, that's what's happened in, in many, 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 many churches. Is, is, is God wasn't around, they could just keep doing what they're already doing. And that, I don't ever want us to be, as soon as God, not us, that's the wrong way. If God ever stops showing up, then we're going to stop showing up. Okay? You with me? I mean, I, I love you guys, and we can party and hang out, but I really don't want to just do church if God ain't around. And uh, so we're, we're, we're staying tuned to what he's doing. That's the, that's the plan. But I want y'all to know that it's, 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 we're moving, the, corp, the whole vineyard's moving forward. Um, it, it was awesome just to experience and be part and have a move of the, of the Holy Spirit. And I, one of the things that um, I'm going to just share with you guys, and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap all this up. Um, I felt like the Lord was speaking to me at that meeting, and I didn't share it till Saturday. I felt like he gave it to me Friday night, and it just didn't seem to be the, the right time to share it. Well, Saturday at morning, at some point, I was able to share what I felt like the Lord was saying. And I kept hearing the whole time we were worshiping, both, both times, Friday and Saturday, I kept hearing from the Lord, do it again. That was the word. I just repeatedly, do it again, do it again, do it again. And then I felt like he gave me a scripture or a passage of scripture that was, um, if you remember after, I'm not going to read it and, and get all into it, but if you remember, remember after Jesus had died, remember his disciples had been following him and Jesus had, had died and Peter had made this boast about, 
you know, I'm, I, everybody else, you know, may leave you, but not me. You know, he was proud of himself. And the other disciples all kind of agreed, yeah, we'll never leave you. Well, guess what they did? They ran. They left him and, and denied him and left. And then Jesus came and uh, the resurrection happened. He showed up. Um, you know, after the resurrection, between the resurrection and the ascension, and he ministered to them and did different things. And, and uh, one of the last things that happened, the disciples, basically Peter, who I really love and relate to, um, Peter makes this statement to the other guys. He said, I'm going fishing. And basically what he was saying this is, we've given the last three years of our life to follow this guy. Um, he didn't do what we thought he was supposed to do. They thought he was supposed to what? Take over. Take over. Set up his kingdom right here on the planet, on the earth, and rule like it was back in the Davidic times. That was their expectation of the Messiah coming. And that obviously didn't happen. This guy they trusted died. He was resurrected, which was pretty cool, but, but, but he died and then was resurrected. And, and, and basically Peter's saying to the 12, hey, guys, I, I'm... I don't know. You know, I'm, I, we've been doing this. We gave up all this. It didn't go like we thought it was going to go. Uh, can y'all say any of that? It didn't go like I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I can. And uh, <laughs> Peter says this, you know what? I'm a fisherman, and I'm going to go back to doing what I know how to do. I'm going to go back to fishing. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm going fishing. And the other guy said, well, yeah, we're fishermen. We're going to go with you. So basically they were saying, we, Peter specifically saying, I'm going to do what I know how to do. I'm going to take life back into my own hands. I've given them up. I'm taking it back. I'm going to do this. So what did they do? They went fishing all night. Guess how many fish they caught? <laughs> Isn't that just like God? I mean, they call it none. These are expert, expert fishermen. And they fished all night and caught no fish. And then they're coming back in. That's when, they, that's when you fish is at night. Because if you cast the nets in the day, back in those days, they fish saw it and ran. So they fished at night. So they're coming back in. They're probably tired, wore out, done. And they're, you know, again, you, you got to be thinking. And, and their mind, and again, specifically, I like to pick on Peter. In his mind, he's got to be thinking, well, that didn't work out very good. You know, I, this is my trade. I know how to do this, and so much for that, you know. I mean, that, that didn't really work out like I was expecting to. So they're coming back to shore, and there's this guy on shore, and he hollers out to them, Hey, did you catch any fish? <laughs> and you know he had to have, some of y'all may not think this is right, but you're okay, you can be wrong. So, <laughs> You know, Jesus probably had a smirk on his face. I think it's okay for Jesus to have a smirk, you know. He knew they didn't catch any fish, so he kind of, it's like, hey, guys. And, and, and he kind of, you read between the lines, he's saying, how did that work out for you? <laughs> how, did this, how did this doing it in your own strength work out? Did, 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 it, did it go well for you doing your thing? Did you catch any fish? And they come to shore, and you know their answer was no, and probably with a little bit of attitude. And then Jesus tells them to do something. What's he telling them to do? The Cast the net on the other side. 
Hey, now, you got to get yourself there, okay? These guys just, they're fishermen. This guy on the shore apparently is not a fisherman. He wouldn't be telling them to go cast their net in the daylight, much less on the other side of the boat, like they fished all night without casting their net on both sides of the boat. You know, they've been, but they did it anyway. They cast their net. They, in other words, the point is they did it again. <laughs> they did it one more time. They cast the net. And they caught, the scripture numbers, the number, I forget what it was, like 263 or 600 and something. Like one fish short of, of breaking the net, which again speaks of what? Abundance. Okay, and the kingdom, there's abundance. That's the principle of the kingdom. There's abundance. And, but Jesus, the point is, Jesus says this, do it again. And the word I felt for us guys, and I think, I think applies to us as a church, I think he's saying, cast the net again. Do it again. Do it one more time. Do it one more time. You prayed, do it again. <laughs> Do it one more time. I know you may have asked me 50 times for this and it hasn't happened. You know what? Do it again. You've wanted to see this happen. One of the things I share with them is, you know, we were going around sharing highlights, good things, and then things we want to prayer for. And I share with them what I've been sharing with you guys over the last few weeks is that my, my prayer is I want to see the kingdom. I want to see more. I want to see, you know, that's, what brought me into the vineyard 100 years ago was this understanding of the kingdom and the kingdom coming and God coming in power and ruling and taking authority over demons and sickness and disease and, and his kingdom showing up when he did different things. And then you read in Acts and the same thing happened. And Paul talked about the kingdom coming and proclaiming the gospel and power and not just word alone, but the power and demonstration of the spirit. And it's like, God, I want to see your kingdom come. And we prayed, and they prayed over us. And, and they gave me several words even along those lines. But it was like, you know, I, the, the sense I have is do it again. <laughs> Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop. Keep praying. Keep trusting. Keep believing. Keep doing it. Keep. Don't quit. You with me? You with me? I love, I've shared this with you guys a thousand times and I'll keep sharing it. Probably the only line I ever remember Lee Brookins sharing was there's only quitters and winners in the kingdom. If you don't quit, you win. <laughs> so don't quit. Keep doing it. Keep praying. Keep trusting. Keep believing. Keep casting that net out. Do it. Do it with your neighbors, the people you maybe you've prayed for for 10 years. You've talked to them till you're blue in the face about Jesus. Do it again. With your kids, you've been praying for them. Some of us have been praying for our kids for Years. forever. <laughs> Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop. Don't let the enemy get a victory and get you to quit. Keep doing it. Keep casting the net. Keep trusting him. I, guys, I, y'all know me well enough to know, I hope, that I don't... I don't Let me see if I can put this in a nice way. No, I can't think of a nice way. I don't believe in BSing. <laughs> and 
I don't believe in hype. I don't believe in trying to stir up or manipulate. But and I'm going to just speak to you what I think I'm hearing, okay? And the sense I have is God's getting ready to, to move. And I don't, you don't hear me say that kind of stuff. It's not just to stir up something or to make something happen. The sense I have, and I hear it from other people, and that there's a stirring that's happening. There's, a, I believe, a revival coming. And, and you can feel it if you pay attention. You can feel it around other people. I could, I could feel it down there with these other 14 pastors. You could feel something I haven't felt in a long time. You could feel a hunger and a thirst and a stirring for, for more of God, you know, for God to do something powerful. Not just, we're just, most of us are just kind of tired of doing church. Amen? I want to see, I, I, I mean, I, I love, I, I've been, I told you all I found some journals that I'd written back in 2009, started writing journals. I've been rereading them. And I, when I say this, I, I literally, I'd say nine out of ten times I wrote down something for that day. It was let your kingdom come. You'd think I'd be tired of praying that by now. <laughs> but I ain't quitting. I ain't giving up. I ain't stopping. I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm open to be corrected. Kind of open to be corrected. <laughs> I think somewhere Jesus made this statement to pray like this. And one of the things he said was, let your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. On here, earth is here. Your will be done here as it is in heaven. And I don't think there's any sickness in heaven. I don't think there's any depression in heaven. I don't think there's any anxiety in heaven. I don't think there's any worry, any fear in heaven. <laughs> Amen? Jim? Yeah. You need the microphone. Thought. Don't bounce it too hard. <laughs> uh, one of the things we use on uh, Monday night prayer is a is a thing called uh, Tuesday prayer tip, and it's put out by uh, Dave Butts uh, Harvest Ministries. Well, anyway, he made a comment, and it, he passed away the end of last year. Uh, but he he had said this before the current revival that's going on. Um, and he said that there's a difference between revival and a spiritual awakening. And we put, uh, we've been praying that, you know, God would, because it is the last days, he'd pour out his spirit on all flesh. So we're believing that not only in the church we'll have revival, but in the public venues, and you know, there's going to be revival. And people will want to come back to the house of God. So, uh, does that sound right? That works for me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, something you had said earlier, like, put these, like, pieces in my head, and I just felt like I needed to say it. But lately, I've been just feeling like, <clears throat> I kind of was praying it, too, like, that God is calling us back to, hol like you said, holiness and first love. And, like... I don't know. I listen to a lot of different worship leaders and 
that is what they're singing about. That's what this, the new, all these new songs coming out are like, I want to be close to you, this closeness to him, but also I want to be holy and pure. And um, that's why I, I, I know that song had so many words, but it says all of that. It says like every other line is holiness, love, holiness, love, holiness, love, holiness, love. And I feel like he's at the same time, he wants this holy, beautiful bride who's in love with him. And you said it about, swinging from pendulum to pendulum like some churches like I would think a Baptist church would be about holiness but then this you know Pentecostal church is like wreck me with your love and I feel like he just told me like when I was playing I'm unifying my bride and that's what he's doing right now in this revival this that is happening it's maybe we haven't fallen out but it's happening and it's happening and it's coming for us it's coming for us and He's unifying his bride to be holy and in love with him. And I just feel like we just need to press into that, like just press into that love and that sanctification of make us like you. If we want heaven on earth and we want earth to look like heaven, then we need to look like how we're going to look in heaven. We need to look like the bride of Christ, like I don't know if you guys listen to Graham Cook, but he talks about Jesus isn't coming for a bride stumbling down the aisle in torn clothes and mascara running down her face. He's coming for a beautiful bride, a bride who's put together, walking down the aisle in pure love, coming for her her bridegroom. And that is what he's doing right now. That's what he's making us. And I just think we we need to surrender to that and we need to press in. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Yes, sir. I think Angela could preach if you let her. We... She did good when you her. Absolutely. She's getting ready to get her opportunity again here real soon. That's right. We've been um, going through the book of Acts, and we're going to finish up this Tuesday, and then we're going to start Hebrews. So that's a commercial. So uh, <laughs> um, Acts of the Apostles means actions. So we spend time with the Lord, we get filled with the Holy Spirit, and we walk in holiness, and we walk in love to everybody we meet. But that also involves actions. I mean, God wants us to do the things that he's called us to do. And that's what the book of Acts is full of that. You know, when you read the book of Acts, you see Peter and Paul and Barnabas and and them. Man, they're just going at it and winning the lost and raising the dead, casting out demons. So it involves actions. Okay, so we worship and we grow close in fellowship to the Lord. But then he's going to speak to us while we are in that place to move for action. Okay, so... I had lunch with Bob, and uh, he actually paid for it, which I was really grateful. So, <laughs> but that means I need to pay for the next one. <laughs> so, uh, so afterwards, I thought, you know, I need to get my car washed. So my car was covered with pollen. So I go to this car wash, and there's only a couple people in front of me. And so I said, okay, I can wait. And uh, so the guy comes up and gets my $8, and I just sit there, and I sit there, and I sit there, and nobody's moving. And I'm, you know, you get tempted to go, wow, I would have left by now, but they got my money. 
So, you know, I just really just spent relaxed and stayed at peace. And then the guy came and told me that the lady in front of me, she had left with her keys, and so they couldn't move the car out of the way. So they went and got the keys, and then they moved the car. But the thing was is that while I was sitting there, I got to watch the employees. And the, and the Lord highlighted this one individual. His name was Charles. I got his name. And he was limping. And I was going, oh, Lord, there's... There's a divine intervention here, you know, guys limping. And so uh, I called him over to my car after watching him limp for three or four minutes, you know, walking around doing the other cars. And he came over and I said, uh, is there any pain with that limp? He says, oh, yeah, yeah, it hurts, right? And he showed me where it hurt. And I says, it's okay if I pray for you? And uh, he said, sure. And I put my hand out, and he dropped his hand right in there. And so I prayed for him. And then after I prayed, I asked him to walk around and check, see if he could tell any difference. And he walked around, and he said, yeah, it's better. It's better. I said, you're not just saying that, are you? And I said, he said, no, no, it feels better. I said, but it's not totally gone. He says, no. I said, come back here. Put your hand right there. And so he put his hand there, and I prayed for him again. And he started walking around, and he looked, and he got this big smile on his face, and it's like, it's gone. All the pain's gone. And then I said, you know who did that for you? And he looked at me. He goes, yeah, Jesus did it, which was awesome. So, and he just went on his business. And, uh, but those opportunities are there for us. If we just open our eyes, I mean, we're all filled with the Holy Spirit, The power of God lives in you and wants an outlet. So just listen. And when you see something, you know, talk to the Lord. Is that, is that you doing that for me? Am I seeing this because you want me to do something? You want me to act? You mean we're supposed to do something? Wow. It's a novel idea. (laughs) And then do it again, right? All right. I um, I hope you are are getting this whole idea of of holiness and that it's not a um, the pendulum swing is you make it a legalistic thing, and you start putting all these rules and regulations out. You can't do this. You can't do this. You got to stop doing this. And you know you can't play with cards. You can't play with dice. You can't have a beer. You can't go to a movie you can't you know wear your hair a certain way and it it becomes this list of rules at the same time (laughs) there's the holy spirit that speaks to us and wants us to walk holy okay and wants us to walk righteous and there's things that he'll tell you here's 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 the key there's things he might want you to stop doing that he might not want care if somebody else is doing it question is are you going to obey when I first started pastoring church in Bryceville, I was a young whippersnapper, and uh, I really thought I knew everything then. And uh, one of the couples in our church, her mom lived with them, and she was like 88 years old at the time, and she was Church of God, and she had gray hair, and if she ever let it out, it like went down to her kneecap, you know, that's how long she, because one of their things was that women don't cut their hair. And... She was a prayer warrior. I mean, she was up literally every morning at 4 o'clock on her knees praying for several hours. 
and she started praying for me, and that's when I got fired. And uh, I started preaching through the book of Acts, and that ended it right there. And uh, my point was, is she, she never, she wouldn't drink Cokes because she believed in walking in holiness. And God had told her, because she loved Cokes, and God had told her as a young girl to not drink Coke. And so she stopped drinking it. And she wasn't trying to put that on anybody else, but she, that was holiness to her. She felt like if she drank a Coke, it'd be sin to her to do it. And that's walking in holiness. That's, that's hearing what the Holy Spirit's saying and walking that out and walking in righteousness. Do you understand that? And it, it, comes, it comes from what Steve said. It comes from being in the presence of God. I mean, have you ever had it? I've, I've had this happen to me often when I've been in a move of God, like Friday night, when I was in the presence of God and a move of God, and you leave there and you walk out. I, I remember specifically one night, I walked out of one of those meetings and came back to a motel room and flipped the TV on and something came on. It, it wasn't like it was pornography or anything, but it was just, it was, I don't even remember what it was, but this, it just, conviction came on me. It's like, why are you watching that? <laughs> and so I had to turn it off. That's, that's walk, I, I think, the closer to more sense that we have in being in the presence of God. There's going to be things in our life that are going to fall off. We're not going to want to do them anymore. We're going to want to stop them. And we want to start doing other things. <laughs> that's what it means. That's revival. That's, that's power of God falling as we walk in obedience to Him. So let's stand up. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.